The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is a Detroit-based hip-hop artist whose upcoming album, Respect the Writer 2, is being funded through an equity crowdfunding raise on the Amplify X platform. You can find out more about our guest's work and learn about her equity campaign by visiting www.rockybad.com, and that's bad with two Ds, or you can visit invest.amplifyx.com. We are happy to welcome Rocky Bad onto the Break the Business podcast. Hey, Rocky. What's going on? Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure to have you here. And also joining us on the program is Rocky's manager, Curtis McKinnon. Curtis, thank you so much for being on. All right. Absolutely. I am, Thanks for having me. Oh, what a joy. This is going to be so exciting. Uh, I, I have been really obsessed with Amplify X ever since we had the CEO, Adam Cowherd, on a few weeks back. And I've been itching to talk to an artist who is having firsthand experience with doing an equity crowdfunding raise on the platform. But Rocky, before we talk about Amplify X, I want to get into your music a bit. I am always intrigued by anybody who comes out of the Detroit music scene, obviously a rich musical history coming out of Detroit, particularly the rap scene out of Detroit uh, has generated so many terrific artists, including yourself. And so but I'd like to get started by asking you this. How, for you, has the Detroit rap scene shaped you and your music, Rocky? Honestly, I feel like Detroit, it's a little, we got a good and bad history because it's like, it was a point of time where the female rap wasn't in. And I was the only girl in elementary that wanted to be a rapper and was rapping. So it was just like, it was always in me. So it's like, as I started getting older, I felt like Detroit, it kind of molded me to be who I am today. Cause I done went through the good, the bad, like literally anything bad you could think of being a rapper. I done went through it. All the good stuff. I done went through it. Like only thing that hasn't happened yet is, a major deal that's it like I don't went through everything so um I don't know it just kind of like it Detroit kind of make you a certain way and it's not like to be a bad person or nothing but it's like you almost gotta protect yourself and kind of expect anything so it's like by the time you do get up there with the bigger artists you should be prepared and ready for whatever come at you talk a bit about growing up in this Detroit rap scene as a female hip hop artist, you had suggested that it wasn't easy. There weren't a lot of, uh, perhaps role models for you to look up to in that scene who paved the way for you. Mm -hmm. It it sounded like you were doing a lot of blazing your own trail. Can you reflect a Mm -hmm. bit more on just how difficult that path was, uh, you know, not looking around you and seeing a lot of female rap contemporaries in Detroit? Um, that just made me want to do it even more. (laughs) Because it was just like, I was always the only girl. So it was like, I kind of got comfortable with it. But at the same time, um, I had to learn a lot as I went. Because I didn't have nobody 
really like show me how to be a female in a male dominant industry. So it was like where I did certain things based off of emotions. Guys that scared a lot of people, you know, where it's like, uh, I don't know, or she high headed, or she gonna respond like this, or she gonna do that, you know, because it's like as a woman, like he move off of emotions quicker. So it's just like I had to learn to just kind of like just take certain things for what it is and not really be so vocal about everything I feel, if that makes sense. And um, I don't know, I just feel like it's a it's a love-hate city. Like they love you one day and they will hate you and then they will love you again like the very same day. So it's it got its ups and downs, but for the most part, um the people that have supported me far as being in my city is real dope because a lot of times it'd be hard for people to genuinely support you when they can walk outside and see you. Yeah. You know? So or when it was in the same classroom as you, they feel like, oh no, well, she's not Cardi B, she's not Nicki Minaj. It was like, why? Cause we went to school together. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rocky, the vibe I'm getting from you is that for better or for worse, Detroit made you tough. You had to be tough Definitely. to make it through there. And it, it's I feel like the vibe I'm getting from you is that it's given you a lot of confidence. And perhaps that confidence is what drew you to embracing a pretty innovative model to funding your latest album. Let me tell the listeners a bit about this. You are helping to fund your upcoming album, Respect the Writer 2, with an equity crowdfunding raise using the Amplify X platform. Now, let me catch the listeners up here. Amplify X is a crowdfunding platform, but unlike a traditional crowdfunding platform like Kickstarter, Amplify X actually allows investors to directly invest in the music projects that they're helping to support. They actually become equity owners in these projects to some extent. I'm curious, what inspired you, Rocky, to want to work with Amplify X on this latest project? What made you want to go in a different direction? Because um, for the most part, like I said, I... I've did a lot, like this probably about to be my 10th or 11th album. So it's like, I'd be willing to try something that makes sense. And I felt like that made sense. Like I have supporters that have randomly send me a cash app sometimes or just be like, just for being you. And it's just like, what? You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, okay, so they listening to my music, they doing this, like they, they don't mind doing nothing. I'm just like, okay, well, I wanted to be able to kind of help them see or like not even see, but just get them a start. And like a lot of people like far as in my city or even like down to my supporters, it's like we don't really invest our money. Like we buy this stuff, we buy this stuff. And then it's like, we kind of live fast. So I was just like, okay, well maybe if I start them in a direction who knows, like they might actually get inspired to want to start investing their money or doing something else. Cause a lot of people just live for the next three months or next summer, you know? And it's like, I really be thinking like in the next five years, all right, this should be like this, this should be on track. This should be like this. So it was just kind of just, I felt like that was a good way in showing them instead of talking to them all the time and saying it, it's just like, okay, huh, how about this y'all? Don't invest in, become, a real investor and I feel like that word alone like some of the people ain't never been considered an investor so it's like <laughs> it's a start like it should make you feel some type of way like I just wanted to like 
get on something different. It really wasn't about just solely um, the money or the funding. It was really kind of just like a start into something else later on. Cause it's like, okay, if y'all are willing to do this, okay, hmm, what else could we do? And it all makes sense for everybody that, you know, involved themselves in it. It's one of the things that I was telling Adam about when he was on the show a few months back about Amplify X that I thought was so interesting was it's really just sort of this really deep level of fan engagement, right? The the new music industry is all about cultivating deeper relationships with your fans Mm -hmm. than you might have had in the old music industry. And I can't imagine anything deeper than your fans actually directly investing in you as an artist, having a stake Mm -hmm. in your future that's... It's so powerful to me, not just financially, but even just emotionally and and philosophically. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. Now, as a lawyer, I'm pretty intrigued by the model of this. And so I want to talk to the listeners about a bit about how this investment process works from what I've reviewed to to give the uh, idea of what people are uh, investing in here. So this isn't people investing in your music career directly. (laughs) Instead, what happens is... uh, Amplify X and uh, and Rocky's team have created an LLC that has an entitlement to 25% of the streaming and download revenues from Rocky's new album that's coming out, Respect the Writer 2. And I believe uh, they've also attached a couple of additional songs streaming revenues into that LLC. And so what you're investing in is that vehicle that gets the 25% of those revenues. Now, I would imagine, uh, Rocky and Curtis, that this takes a great deal of paperwork. This isn't like a Kickstarter campaign where you just throw up a web page and you're done. There's, there's gotta be some real filings and, uh, and a lot of ink and paper that has to go into setting up a deal like this. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, yeah. It was, it was a lot. It was, it, I think we started to communicate with them during, I do want to make one correction. I believe it's 20%. 20%. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Just so we, get that one out um but um um the fact yeah, that i got was, most of it right is pretty amazing to me <laughs> no that was pretty cool. I mean, every, look the way you explaining it i thought you was a part of the the company amplify x you 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 explained it right to the t that was amazing but it, it was a lot of paperwork we we started talking to them maybe july august and just re- recently uh announced so it's a lot of paperwork to to go through because of course we're doing it's not just crowdfunding. It's equity crowdfunding. It's an investment that brings back equity and bring bring back funds. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of paperwork in, involved for sure. So. Yeah. And there was like SEC filings involved. Like yeah. this is this is the real Every- deal, listeners. This yeah. is this is a real thing that you, you invest in. It's got all the paperwork behind it. It's it's pretty exciting. Let me ask you both this on the promotion side now. All right, so. You have this really cool, interesting way for fans to support your campaign to be direct investors in Rocky Bad's music, which any Rocky Bad fans got to think is pretty exciting. How on the promotion side do you take something like this and get it out into the world? How do you promote this campaign to Rocky's fans to get them excited about this and to get them to want to be investors? What does that process look like? Uh, Well, I can go first. Uh, honestly, my whole thing with far as on the promotion side, what I've been doing is like they really been wanting this album was supposed to come out in like January, so 
the longer I was, I had already been done with it, but it was like the longer and longer it kept going, the more songs I kept putting on there, taking off. I did the album cover completely over again, just to draw their attention back again. So just like, this is something that they've been wanting. So it's like the ones that they check my page regularly, they keep up with everything. They want to know what's going on, what's going on. Like it wasn't that hard to tell them about it because it was just like, that's what they've been wanting. Like I get a question every day, like, when is just the writer two coming out? So it's just like, okay, cool. So just making I go live a lot. So um when I go live, I actually talk to them. Like I actually read the comments and we be on there for hours. Like and so it's just like it's not hard to write. It's not hard to actually pull them or tell them anything that I want them to know. Cause so That's you're you're talking to the fans directly. You're going you're going live. You're talking to them. You're interacting with them. And so this isn't you know just about like tweeting or putting things on your website. You're you're directly engaging with your fans, which it sounds to me mm-hmm. is a critical component of trying to get your fans on board for this equity raise. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. You, and to give you an idea, um, we had we had just launched the website uh, maybe a day before. We announced the um, the raise, so the website haven't been out there that long, right? And I think we announced the, the raise um, maybe five days ago, maybe five mm-hmm. to seven days ago. And mm-hmm. the first forty eight hours, we had already raised close to seven thousand dollars with mm-hmm. one post on Instagram. So, and the and the raise stops at ten thousand. So, literally one post on Instagram, maybe a few posts in the story got us about 75% to 80% raised. So again, her fans were really waiting for it. We haven't even started, you know, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, none right. of that with Menace Media, a company that we work with. And we haven't started none of that yet. It just literally was one announcement and they flew in and grabbed it up. So we, you know, we're almost at completion. We're right around $7,000. So yes, you know, I mean, we're, we're going to start a, a promo uh, situation here soon, but we really haven't had to do much. They were, they were pretty excited and ready to hop on board. So that is fantastic news. Congratulations <laughs> to you guys and congratulations to your fans. Thank it sounds you. like you are well on your way to completely selling out uh, every piece <laughs> of equity in this LLC. So, All so right. cool. Let me ask you about what happens next here. I mean, it sounds like you've already kind of reached your goals and you're probably even going to hit you know, your wildest dreams with this equity raise. Do you think you're going to want to do more of these sorts of campaigns in the future? Definitely. Definitely. I like stuff that's like more, like I don't, I'm not the person that is distance from the people that actually listen to my music and support me. Like I've been built, not relationships, but more so bonds with people that I have never seen in my life. But I know they listen to my music. They post me regularly. They keep up. They know what's going on. Like, you know, like I had people that if I don't post for so long that they check on me, you know. So it's just like I like doing stuff that don't make them feel like it's just all about me because it's not. Like if they don't listen to my music, who am I? You know, so I just like to do stuff that make them feel just as important as, as they should. That's really fantastic. Listeners, you can find out more about our guest's work by visiting her website, www.rockybad.com. And you can check out more about our guest's equity raise campaign for her upcoming album, Respect the Writer 2, by going to invest.amplifyx.com. 
We got a couple minutes here. Before we let you guys go, I'm going to ask this question to each of you because whenever I get two guests on, I love to kind of get twice as many answers to our final question. But we'll start with you, Rocky. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? My favorite tip that I give a lot of people and I give to myself is like, you just got to keep going. Like, it's just like with anything, like if you stop, then you stop, you know, like you giving somebody a, a chance to be in front of you and it's like, or you might actually be a little bit, you know, where it's like, okay, you might need a little bit more work, but if you keep going, it's like, they're not even going to pay attention to the one that might actually be better than you because your work ethic, you know? So it's just like, you just got to keep going. Um, a lot of stuff, as far as music related, is slow. Like, and what I mean by slow, I mean, like, I didn't heard plenty of songs that I thought just came out. And when I go pull it up, it's say five years ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so late. You know, so it's just like a lot of things. You can't give yourself a time. You don't pick what's the hit. You don't pick what's the one. You just do it. And you just work like everything is not the one. Absolutely. That's That's tremendous advice. And especially now with like uh, Instagram Live and TikTok and everything, songs that Mm -hmm. we thought were long gone are making a comeback. You never know. (laughs) Yes, yes. Curtis, my man, bring us home. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? So it's a couple of things. I was definitely going to say exactly what Rocky said. Just remaining tenacious, determined, um, uh, never giving up, keep going. But I think uh, I'll go a different route too. Um, but I, one thing that artists need to understand that's super important outside of being um, a dope artist, because there's, there's probably a million great rappers in the world. You know, What sets people apart is focusing in on brand. Um, Rocky, let's just use Rocky, for example. Everybody knows exactly what to expect with Rocky. Her brand is built on her page. Her brand is built in her lives. People know what to do. People are making, you know, so many dope, funny uh, videos uh, based off Rocky's lives and her interaction with her fans. But she took a lot of time building her brand. Um, She was very strategic uh, around that, too. So, like, really focus in on your brand. Um, You know, you can be a great rapper, but if you're not looking at, you know, how, you're not, not even down to how you're dressing, how you're dressing your social media, how you're dressing, you know, your, your music, um, and just building that brand out and, and putting an investment, even if it's not too large, um, into that branding piece and getting your brand out there with maybe a $2 ad a day on Facebook and Instagram ads, but really focusing on brand, that's what's going to set you apart outside of, you know, just being a, you know, a great musician. That's what a lot of people get focused on. I'm so good. Why haven't I made it to the next level? It's because you're not really focusing on how to build your brand and also getting out there to the next level and trying to try out new things. Like, you know, again, going back to Rocky, she she loved to try out new things. Like if, if I come to her with something that a lot of people are doing, she'd be like, uh, okay, that sounds good. But if I say, hey, we should try this and it's brand new and somebody hasn't done it yet, um, she's, she's always on top of that. So you're just, you know, just, you know, just building your brand and, and stand in front of people. And again, piggybacking off that remaining tenacious, don't, you know, don't give up, stay determined to, you know, what your, your goals and your dreams are to, to get there. So. Well, if there's one thing I now know about Rocky bad from doing this interview, it's that she's not afraid to try new things and to take big swings as we now see with the fact that she's 
launching a successful equity raise for her latest album. Again, one more time, you can find out more about that equity raise project by going to invest.amplifyx.com. And of course, visit our guest website at rockybad.com. Rocky and Curtis, thank you both so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.